Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you as we look ahead to week 10 of the National Football League. And some of us wanted to uh, start our conversation with the Jets and the Raiders. Uh, New York, Ew. two and a half point favorites currently on BetMGM. Yeah, see, so, someone wanted to start with that, but we aren't. Uh, I'm going to call an audible here. Instead, start with the 49ers and the Jaguars. Uh, Jacksonville at home, but they are two and a half point dogs with a total of 45. Both the 49ers and Jaguars are coming off buys. And it's something where, and, and this is something that I've mentioned on, on Twitter, Joe, but to me, I will be really curious about these midseason acquisitions by teams that do get a buy, like, for instance, the Lions with Donovan Peoples-Jones and then the 49ers uh, boosting the pass rush, uh, getting Chase Young. I will be curious how these guys uh, sort of come into the fold, and I think having that extra week should help them significantly. So to me, with the 49ers, I think that defense could be even better because they've had that extra week to bring in the new guy. Yeah, uh, Chase Young, of course, the big addition there. Jacksonville, it's a home dog. Should Jacksonville be a two and a half point home dog the way that the Niners have been trending? Are the you know going going back to self evaluation? You would assume with uh, Shanahan and company, are they going to be able to figure out all of their issues? Is the quarterback going to be right? Right, like that. That's what it clearly looked like. The concussion, and he, we were shocked that he made his return and maybe it was a little bit too early. I don't know, but he gets that extra week uh, to prepare for this game. Have, has, have the Jaguars been tested in a while? Like since that Houston lost in week three, they've been tested. Hmm. It hasn't felt like it all that much. I mean, there are a couple of one score games. The London game was a one score game against Buffalo. It was a one score game against New Orleans. They beat them by a touchdown. They're, when we last saw them, they beat Pittsburgh by ten. But it's been quite it's been quite some time since we've seen that. Good defense or not, like they've I mean, they faced New Orleans, like I mentioned, a couple weeks ago, and they, they were able to uh knock them out in Thursday night football. And Trevor Lawrence wasn't even close to a hundred percent. So what version of Trevor Lawrence are we gonna see? When we saw him against the Steelers, he looked pretty darn good. I mean, my first thought is is Jacksonville in this one. How about you guys? But, but the competition, yeah. though, that's not the issue with Jacksonville. It's more mm -hmm. the traveling that they had to do with two games in London and then having the, the short week to play a lot. on the road in New Orleans. Like, that, to me, is what's been the impressive part with the Jags. Mm -hmm. The one thing is the Jags have been, you know, winning and the Niners have not. Is this, like, a bad spot for the Jags, you know, coming off a bye – Maybe they had some momentum, and the Niners are in a desperate situation where they need to start racking up some wins. Man, I would be here for the Niners losing four in a row. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> I know. Paul would be in his element, though. So <laughs> I'll say this. I mean, this is this is all my priors at risk this week. Like Seahawks, NFC West, Everything. like Jaguars. Jaguars are actually a competitor. I will say this. I was wrong about everything this weekend. So I am very yeah. trepidatious about like being on the Jags. I have seen some threes pop and look at plus three. That's Jag Jaguars. Definitely. I'll be placing a better yeah. plus three. I do think the, and Shanahan has been scheming around it with these quick throws over the middle and Debo will be back maybe, 
or but Trent Williams is back at least. But on the other side of that offensive line is going to be a problem for the rest of the season. And here comes Josh Allen, who is one sack back of the league lead. And mm-hmm. he's very much mm-hmm. up there in pressures as well. I think he, and we said it mm-hmm. against Pittsburgh, I think he's very much going to be a problem in this game for that San Francisco offensive line. And yes, can Shanahan scheme around that with extra time off? Sure. But I think that's going to be a little bit of a problem. And I think, Ed, I think you've been a little bit more down on the Jaguars offensive line. And look, they could definitely have their issues against Chase Young and Nick Bosa. But this could be, maybe it's a low scoring game. Maybe that's the way to another look in this game with all that pass rush pressure. Yeah, total of 45 is intriguing to me because there are still questions with Brock Purdy. There are questions with this Jaguars offensive line. I think we're st- starting to come around to the Jaguars defense with Josh Allen leading the way going, you know what? Yeah. Actually, they're schemed fairly well. I, maybe the individual talent, especially in the secondary, isn't fabulous, but they're coached really well. And at the end of the day, that sometimes is all that matters. Like it's a weak link system and maybe there just aren't any. And there you go. It's a good secondary uh, de facto. But I look at this and go, why don't we just assume it's a lower scoring game with a total of 45, which seems awfully high. Yeah, the two and a half is fine. That might be sharp. But why not just go ahead and hammer the under here? Yeah, I mean, the strength of the Jaguars, is it not their defense? We're willing to say that, right? I mean, I am, mm-hmm. based on what I've seen, yeah. that that's the biggest strength of, of this team. And, and okay, Cincinnati last week, it was tough to tough defense that the Niners played. They only put up 17 points. A few weeks before that, they played Cleveland, tough matchup. They only put up 17 points. It's like, is it more the Dallas team, or is it more of what we've seen over the last few weeks? Uh, on the road, they're a different team, too. <sighs> Man. And, Paul, you mentioned you're wrong about everything. Well, guess what? It was another favorites week it was 10 and they were 10 and 2 straight up 8 and 4 against the spread uh, we talked to a lot of people on the show last week that were like this week is tough this week is tough they were right it was tough i mean there were some games mm-hmm. like there was no one thing to point to aside from the favorites doing well there were some games where you know if the market was right with the movement and there were other games where the market was wrong with a lot of the movement that we saw it was kind of all over the place Man, I wonder how I those the... uh, money line favorite parlays that people love to do how they did. like like who lost yeah, about... that would have that would have screwed you like I can't imagine people were throwing the Patriots in there even though I know there was a lot of sharp money behind the Patriots and I was on the Patriots inside of a field goal and that again I picked the wrong short favorites and then the wrong yeah dog. it was just like I picked the wrong piece of everything so. Yeah, I I know, I know. That that's what I was, did mm-hmm. like in a lot of contests. Like I talked about Washington on the show that the idea of betting the Patriots laying more than a field goal because the Commanders got rid of their two best defensive players when their defense sucks was just backwards to me. Right. That yeah. one worked out, but like there were a lot of other things that did not work out. Like these <laughs> these rookie these young quarterbacks Oh, my God. They were worse than I would have ever imagined between Toon and Rippin. And you know what? Heineke was bad yesterday. Everybody's been waiting for yeah. the Heineke moment. He gets a start, and he was god-awful. Mac Jones continued to be terrible. Um, Aiden O'Connell, they won, but he wasn't that great. And Bryce Young, my goodness. Mm-hmm. How's that trade looking up? Ugh. Looking right now? They move up to one to Horrible. take Bryce Young. They pass on Stroud. And now they're getting this awful record, and they're not even going to get the pick out of it. Bad. Can you fire the owner? How much? Like, 
That's the guy that was pounding no. the table for Bryce Young. Like that has got to be brutal oh, in that room and in that building. That's got to be so bad. Mm-hmm. Aaron, can uh, can a fan base fire the owner? Is is that uh, doable? <laughs> <laughs> it takes a long time, but it can be done. Right. <laughs> a lot yeah. of writing to your congressman to to make that happen. That's for for darn sure. I, you know, I I think, though, when it comes to bad quarterback play, you know, a lot of it coming from younger guys, I, I th- you know, what was it like? It was like 10 years ago or something like that, where Baylor, when they were, you know, going crazy and vying for the Big 12 before, you know, we realized how they were doing it with some uh, not so upstanding players. The, the whole thing about Baylor was that they had quarterbacks who were great in terms of running college systems, but then you put them in an NFL setting and they can't even recognize who the middle linebacker is. And any quarterback has to be able to do that first and foremost before they can figure out what the defense is going to do. So is this a situation where you have to blame the parents or more accurately blame colleges because they're trying to run college systems, but they're not really prepping quarterbacks for how to handle the NFL, which is a completely different sport. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, we talk about, was that a shot of RG3 or Bryce Petty? Or what, who are we going Petty. after there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just... I'll, I'll have my shots for RG3, Joe. Don't you worry. They, they okay. will come soon enough, but this was a Bryce Petty uh, slap to the face. You know, we're we're looking for reasons why <laughs> the unders are just keep hitting at such a high rate. I mean, look at the names we're talking about, guys. It's gonna be a surprise that these under that these teams can't score. Look at these quarterbacks mm-hmm. that we're talking about. It's just so terrible. My God, we watched a thing named Clayton Tune, and I heard people kind of talk him up. Uh, Tyson Badgett wasn't even that bad yesterday. Wasn't even that bad, but he ends up with three interceptions on the day. Like, okay, you found come out early in the game. Uh, you're still terrible. New Orleans doesn't cover the spread, by the way, and they win the turnover margin 5-0. It's like, how do you not? How does how does that happen? This league is so weird. So there's no reason to, to beat yourself up over anything. But, God, like Brett Rippon, he was, man, what are the, are the Giants really going to move forward? Tommy DeVito? Like, is this what's going to, we're going to have to watch this every week. They're going to have to make numbers on it. Like, what do you do? Daniel Jones is going to be out mm-hmm. for the year now. Yeah. pain of 15 so and a half is what they did. I the see that. Like, I'll take Dallas. Higher than I'll take ahead. Dallas. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. How's that? Uh, how's that Giants making the playoffs ticket looking, Joe? Hey, how how's Burrow no chance at MVP looking? I mean, the, the NFL it makes us all look stupid from time to time. It does do that. It does do that. What, right, what else do we need to know point, about the Going back to the Aaron. Niners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we talk a lot about what Trent Williams means to this team. When we talk about bad quarterback play, and you do need to have a good left tackle, he left early in that first quarter against the Browns, and they've taken L's ever since. So if he's back and somewhat healthy, maybe this is a nice little bounce back spot for the Niners because they were rolling before that happened. At least we got that game this week because the rest. That's it. (laughs) Lions Lions Chargers will be fun, potentially fun. But let me. Oh yeah. 
There we go. <laughs> Didn't you miss that this week? We missed the Lions. I kind of did, actually. Yeah, all right. <laughs> of course we did. If I can throw fun. I, let me let me throw out a handful of games to you. See if any any of them you want to choose your own adventure on any of them. We got okay. Titans as a one point dog. After we saw Will Levis on the road, Titans a one point dog going to the Bucks and that pass defense that stinks that we saw yesterday. Oh, can he do anything man. there? Total, by the way, thirty eight and a half. That's interesting. The Browns are now up to six point road dogs against the Ravens. Saints are laying two and a half on the road to anyone, but this is the Josh Dobbs Vikings up in Minnesota. Texans are a seven point dog against the Bengals on the road at the Bengals. Um, that's, I mean, and then Lions Chargers could be interesting and fun. One of the higher totals on the board at 48 and a half. Lions, one and a half road favorites at the Chargers. That could, I guess, change after tonight. Oh, man. Can I mention the Seattle game? Six sure. and a half? Six and a half? That's... Hmm. Oh, yeah. boy. Hmm. That's tough yeah. to stomach. Like, I'm fine betting on yeah. Seattle, going matchup for Geno, awful secondary. But, but look, the commanders can move the ball, and we saw them do it that against a very quality defense in New England yesterday. And I know big home field advantage for Seattle. That just seems like so much. I get the idea of a bounce back, and they'll look better. Yeah, sure. But that's a lot of points. I agree, especially with the travel Washington has to do. And we all know about the 12th man. It's still a lot of points for a very inconsistent Seattle team. Mm -hmm. I need more time to digest this one. But yeah, I'm with you. Like why? I wouldn't be comfortable laying six and a half with the Seahawks this morning. Paul, the Tampa Bay, Tennessee one you mentioned, it. It makes me mm-hmm. think of the matchup yesterday. So what do the Titans typically want to do? They want to run the ball. They want to lean on Henry, especially right. with the young quarterback. Can you do that in a matchup with the Bucks? It feels like it's going to have to be the Will Levis show, right? Yeah, That's, has to be. But he's got an guy. arm. We uh, but know I like he has that. an arm. I like that. Yeah. Like, is what I'm saying. Give me yeah. the over DeAndre Hopkins props. Like, he will, he will be a thing flip. again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, going back to Commander Seahawks, though, uh, the fact that Sam Howell got sacked just three times, doesn't that seem like a victory? Like, we're finally seeing the Sam Howell we believed in this whole time, and he only got three times. Like, th- somehow that is improvement, and that matters here. Other thing, too, is that Mac Jones was throwing into tight windows at roughly a 30% clip against this bad Washington defense. Like, mm-hmm. I'm curious when we're evaluating the commanders going forward, if you don't like the quarterback they're going up against, maybe the commanders will be just fine. So what do you think of Geno Smith? Is he formidable? Then yes, you probably need to lay the points. But if you think Geno Smith is falling down to reality, is there a way the commanders win this game outright? Mm-hmm. So. God. I hope not. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we continue our Week 10 preview and I'll force some Alabama Roll Tide Roll conversation. And that's coming up right here on the BetQL Network.